How's it sound, Michelle? Sounds pretty good. Did you know that our Dutch listenership has doubled? No way. How? Did you get a son to listen? No. Molly, friend of the show, former student, is now Dutch. Wait, she's she's Dutch or she's in the Netherlands? How's that work? I think she probably. Andy, help me out. Where does she live? Rotterdam, Amsterdam. Uh, Amsterdam. She lived in the Hague and goes to school in Leiden. Oh. I want I want to live in a place that starts with the. That just makes it seem you know I want to live in the Easton. What is the Hague called in Dutch? Den Den Haag. Den Haag. Den Haag. So yeah, are there are there are there cities that start with the? This is really proof that our factual accuracy has gone downhill since Ian left. Since our fact checker, uh, I don't want to. I, I want somebody. I want the fact checker to Google cities with the. Okay, I have one. I know, and this is a weird one. Yeah. I have family in Texas that live in a town called the Colony. The Colony. Oh, that sounds creepy. I know. Okay, so we have we have the Colony, Texas, and the Hague, Netherlands, oh, and that's it. That's it, and we're done. Let's check our uh, our, our fan mail. So uh, on the last episode, we brought up uh, the the bingo card. And right. The idea of getting a lot of traction. Of, oh gosh, it's just it's the next big thing. We asked our fans um, out there to maybe think of bingo cards for um, our show, and they came through. And hey, they came through in spades. So one of the uh, one of our our fans, um, Peter V M in the Netherlands. Yeah, we'll protect his anonymity. Uh huh. Um, he hasn't so come up before. His bingo squares for us, including the mention of the Netherlands, which you, we've already done. Check. Uh, the <laughs> mentioning of Canada, which we have. Well, okay. Can I kind of stipulate that me saying these doesn't count? If you're playing bingo at home, right? You can't then do that. It's tautological. Okay. So, um, mentioning of Canada, uh, the mentioning of our friend uh, Justin from the Poorly Summarized podcast. New father. The mentioning of Justin's baby. New father. That hadn't happened before. Um, it couldn't have. No, it wouldn't have. Does this Did, count as mentioning it? No, I, 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 I already stipulated it, that this doesn't mention but it. But I followed on. Oh, you did. Well, maybe it does. I escaped the, the exception. Okay. Uh, the mentioning of uh, also our friend Mike from the Poorly Summarized podcast. Um, the mentioning of the Peter. Uh, maybe this is you related. Think it's just, just really, same one? I mean, PVM in the Netherlands? Seems like it's a. it might just be a coincidence. The mentioning of uh, one of the old interns producers. Already mentioned check. Ian. Check. Hoping we are one minute in. Okay. Hoping out loud for some Randy and Random Company to sponsor the show. Uh, haven't hasn't happened yet, but it has happened in the past. Soon enough. Playing an insane quiz that hasn't happened yet, but it may some episode in the I future. I think they're all very good quizzes. I don't think they're insane. You know for a fact you don't actually believe they're all no, good quizzes. No, I no, I, I don't. I don't believe that. Um, thank, thank you, Michelle. A, a fact needs to You're get welcome. checked. Already done. Already done. Yeah. Check. Well, well, PVM in the Netherlands really has us down. Um, and uh, one that I don't think will get checked: Renan Giggles. It's a good app name. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe whatever Renan's working on. Yeah, he can work on just. Michelle, making do you know a, where Renan is? He's in San Francisco, living in a shipping container with uh, llamas. <laughs> of course, he is because. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, can you th- check that, that just back? makes sense. I I have checked that fact. Living with I llamas? haven't checked. Okay, I haven't checked it, but Will has checked it. Wow. Also reference to previous intern. We need to call in Renan for the show and just see what he's up to. 
Yeah, he should. We should have a regular call-in feature. I think that might work. I don't called know. Renan is still alive. Okay, and then another. That, were you making a subtle reference to season two of The Wire, which was all about shipping containers? Was that and season the docks? two? Was that season two? That was season two. Okay. We also had a uh, Ben a fan. goes on a sideline about The Wire. Nope. Oh well, let's see. Maybe that is. Or any TV is show. Friday, Friday Night Lights. Oh, <laughs> is it? God. What is that about? Uh, football. Joshua S. in the United States. Also has some suggestions. Not sure for from where, card. but listener. Could be from anywhere in the United States. Anybody has our email address. Yeah. VarySpreadsAndButters.gmail.com. Is that the email address you're talking about? Or they could tweet us. They could tweet us. Or, or at some later date. Yep. Um, his, his suggestions are when either Ben or Simon says, friend of the show and future guest. We do say that a lot. Because we, we have a lot. We have a lot. Friends of the show and future guests. When someone refers to dead or Canadian. Classic Ben quiz. And when someone refers to any of the lost episodes. How are they? Is that what Renan's doing? They're not in the shipping container, Renan. Yeah. They're not yeah. on the docks. So move move along, Renan. They're not there. Um, the llamas ate the episodes. This is episode 101 of Various Breads and Butters on the shores of beautiful eastern Pennsylvania on the campus of the beautiful Lafayette College. In the studios of WJRH. Who Can are you? Oh, I'm Simon Portmantonov. With me as always is Ben Brickhouse-Cohen. Out in the studio, we have Michelle-Polton-Simon. Andy, do we have a nickname for you yet? I don't think so. Well, we need to Your pick one. Your co-host has many nicknames. Andy Star Student Mitchell <laughs> out there. Um, our guest, assistant professor in the Department of Chemical and Biomolecular Engineering at Lafayette College, Joe Wu, is here. As our guest, Joe, how, how are you doing? Can I ask something first? Oh, please oh, yeah, do. Absolutely. Did you or did you not appear in the feature-length film Fatal Contact, Bird Flu in America no. from 2006? No, though I did miss the casting call for um, Sharknado 2, the second one in New York City when I was in graduate school. Because mm. there is a Joseph Wu in Fatal Contact, Bird Flu in America from 2006. Is this how you do your is research? Is this the director, Joe Wu, or is this the actor, Joe Wu? Because the, there's... There's the actor, Joe Wu. Oh, nice. Hmm. You know, isn't the doctor at Stanford, Joe Wu? The head is... I'm the one messing up his citations. The head of cardiothoracic surgery in Stanford. That guy's amazing. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're amazing, too. Even, th- though, even though your movie only got 4.6 out of 10. Is there uh, a possibility still- that Lafayette wanted to hire the Stanford surgeons? I you? ask myself that every day. There's there a series a of clerical errors leading, oh, to through, leading me through this entire career. Oh, man. Well, hey, you know what? Just roll with it. All yeah. Right. So I found, we found out that's not true. We've mm-hmm. debunked that. Yes. Atmospheric chemistry is your field. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Mm-hmm. And aerosols are a part of that. Yep. I look at clouds all day because that's all clouds are, just giant masses of aerosols floating through the sky. I did not know that. And that's what a chemical... What, how? I didn't know that it would be a chemical engineer thing. Oh, so I look at the way that things go from gases into little particles. So the things that the things that these little like dust droplets or dust particles exist in before they become cloud droplets are really poorly understood. So yeah. we spend a lot of time Definitely trying to else. figure out what's going on there. And that goes into climate models and tells us all sorts of things. I thought we would have understood that well. I, I have a question too. Please go. An additional one. Do you have the most obscure-sounding publication of any VBB guest? And so we'll do a preview of the Real or Not quiz, which will happen later. Mm -hmm. Which of the words in this title is real and which one is not? Mm. Inorganic salts interact with organic diacids in sub-micron particles to form material with low hygroscopicity 
and volatility. So is there... Now, is now there repeat an, that back to me. Is there a not real word in there? Uh, I don't know. I asked Joe. Oh. So we call that our M&M paper. Oh. The whole idea is that we have this salt particle, which absorbs water really easy. It's called hygroscopic. Okay. And when something called a diacid, oxalic acid in this case, mixes with a certain type, it forms the stuff that's like kidney stones, and it just surrounds the outside of the cloud particle and doesn't dissolve. So it makes this candy shell on this otherwise water-absorbing particle. Hmm. And that's part of aerosol chemistry? It sure is part of aerosol chemistry, yeah. When um, when will you be able to make it rain or make it not rain? That's well, what I need to know. In the literal sense or in the figurative monetary sense? <laughs> um, I'm going to go, <laughs> we're going to, or I'm going to start with literal and then maybe later we'll, we'll get it to figurative. Okay. Well, um, geoengineering is very much a thing already. Um, mm-hmm. It's been attempted. On, Boo. Oh, wait. Just Seconded. Boo. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I, I mean, like we all saw what happened in the 2017 classic movie Geostorm when you implement. <laughs> I have not seen it yet. So don't, don't spoil no it. spoilers. <laughs> it's but pretty I, much every Roland bad. Emmerich film. Okay. Like just stapled together. Okay. But I haven't seen it myself, but just by watching Gerard Butler pretending to be an atmospheric chemist was just a losing proposition from the moment was he, zero. Was he uh, one of the worst leading men to play an atmospheric chemist? I don't know. I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Jeff Goldblum in Independence Day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a cable technician guy, but he also can do satellites somehow. He dabbles. Yeah. He dabbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he dabbles. He can yeah. also he can also hack alien firmware. From an Apple computer. Why not? That's why you were able to dabble mm-hmm. in the movie Fatal Contact, Bird Flu in America. Absolutely. 2006. I don't think that's a thing. Fatal Contact. No. So Gerard Butler played you in the film, essentially? Oh, yeah. um, clearly modeling after my Adonis-like features from That's how I resemble amazing. Leonidas in 300. Well, there you go. <laughs> and, and so, but but you're you're an atmos- atmospheric chemist yourself. Yes, I am. So, and, and there was a, a little bit of self-deprecation there, but Joe is a very um, snappy dresser. Very snappy dresser. Well, but I also so let's get uh, that back was not to sarcastic. Me. He dresses very well. Yeah, he absolutely I does. As, I honestly aspire. Do you want to just describe what he's wearing today? Oh, who are you wearing, Joe? <laughs> who, <laughs> who am I wearing? Yeah. I have no idea. Okay, um, he, he's wearing a vest and a purple tie. And always, always a very good dresser. Uh, and matching the shoes. Now there. The, now getting back to me, there are no <laughs> movies about institutional research still. <laughs> Despite the fact the show that, was just aching for one, I know you've got you've got this atmosphere atmospheric chemist movie, and how well did that go? Not very well. So I think we should try some institutional research movies. The world is clamoring for pivot tables. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't even use macros. I don't use macros now. Wow, those are. He really wants to feel the code. He wants <laughs> to feel the spreadsheets. I don't want to put my hands right in it. Yeah. Um, Can we walk up to the atmospheric chemistry, or are you going to start with that and work backwards? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? I want to walk up to it. Let's walk up to it. Sure. Okay. So. Joe, you are in Brooklyn. You're five years old. You're looking up at the stars. Is he from Brooklyn? You're, I don't know. I'm, okay. I'm from Chinatown. Okay. But, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so tell us your journey. How did you get to where you are now? How did I get into atmospheric chemistry? Yeah, it was entirely by chance. Mm-hmm. I was very much on the alternative energy train, like majority of the um, more when, environmentally focused people graduating around. did you get on to, that train? Um, in, in college or before? In the end of college, so when I was in undergrad, I did a lot of work in electrochemistry and some and some stuff in electroplating, like uh, battery technology. And where was this? This was at Columbia University in New York City. So I've actually been in New York City my whole life up until when I started here at Lafayette College. Mm-hmm. And that was my first time ever not living in a place that had From Chinatown more than, to the Upper West Side. Yep. Yep. And that, that is the same for me. Oh, oh, nice. But, you know, it's been shorter. Yeah. <laughs> good times. Good times. <laughs> wait, wait, I don't know. Michelle, how long have you been in Lafayette? 
I've been at Lafayette for three years. Joe, how long have you been here? I've been here for three years. Oh, my God. Exactly the same. But he has more New York time. That's right. Yeah, that's what what I meant. Yes. We're assuming you're older than 20 years old. Well, that's a pretty safe assumption. Okay. (laughs) Columbia undergrad. Columbia undergrad through PhD through postdoc. Mm -hmm. Wow. I was one of those people that just had Stockholm syndrome, I guess, and (laughs) stayed there forever and ever and ever. And what did did you do when you started at Columbia? Like, what what did you want to be? Um, I had no idea what I wanted to be. I was very much one of those lost engineers that you very much worry about when they graduate, mm-hmm. just getting a degree and not really knowing what to do with it. But you did want to be an engineer. I did want to be an engineer. So okay. I worked in an artificial organs research lab for a year and a half, and okay. there was too much blood there. Yeah. So I decided to actually pursue um, my original undergraduate interest in energy. So I wrote an NSF proposal for that. It didn't work out too well. And I wound up joining a atmospheric chemistry group because it was also around Mm -hmm. and i learned a lot about it and it was super interesting finding out that um like you say there's a surprisingly little amount of information about that climatological piece Mm -hmm. and that's why people can make really robust claims one way or the other about climate projections because it's all over the place yeah would you did you feel or have you are you a lifetime why can't i talk go have you always been interested in issues of climate change and environmental matters and alternative energy or did that arise in college well, when I was in college, there was a movie that came out by some dude named Al Gore called Inconvenient Truth, mm-hmm. and that kind of got me a little bit primed for seeing that there's actually a lot of stuff going on there. So I did see it then. Um, since then, I've learned a lot more about it to realize that there were a lot of things that were not um, 100% well represented, but he was his message right. was largely correct, and it raised a lot of interest, including my own, so mm-hmm. can't really say too much about that and this and his sequel came out this year and it was it was amazing yeah like, a very good follow-up not and that was you're not talking about geostorm now i'm not talking about t- 2017 classic <laughs> movie geostorm Got it. you're not talking about that okay yeah or or fatal contact bird flu in america mm-hmm. that's not that, neither that's 2006 that came out before in is bird flu in america now on our bingo card now okay so so i want to i want to peel further back so you you spent your life in which boroughs have you lived in? So my family, so my parents lived in Queens. Okay. Um, my dad was born in Brooklyn. My mm-hmm. grandparents um, lived in Queens and in Manhattan. So mm-hmm. I grew up in Chinatown, Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister went to school in the Bronx, mm-hmm. and nobody cares about Staten Island. There you go. <laughs> I was waiting for Staten Island, and he he delivered in a way. So yeah, so you've been all around because if you follow <laughs> your Instagram. When, what is your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is JLW2120. Okay. Fantastic pictures. And so you know quite a bit about the city, I'm assuming. What are some of the places that you enjoy going when you get back to the city? And and just for our viewers out there, or for listeners out there, if they don't know. <laughs> our viewers. We are very close to the city. Only about... Do you think they don't know? Uh, if new new listeners... Where's Michelle I don't from? think they do. Michelle is from, is from the city Has as well. Has that come up? I think, well, I don't know if people are just, just tuning in now, just tuning in on their iPod dial. Actually, one thing that they have in City that I think is pretty cool mm-hmm. is this elevated park-like walkway. Yeah. The High Line. Yeah. yeah. It's called Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hamilton. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> don't even, don't ignore him. So, so what, what, are, what are some of the cool places that, that you've been recently, that you've discovered recently in the city? Well, every time I go back to New York City, I try to do a personal food tour for myself. Ooh. So... Like, according Famous to some race. statistics a couple of years ago, something crazy like a new coffee shop opens up in New York City every three days, mm-hmm. but if you're looking at the numbers. And you are a coffee fan. And I am a coffee fan, mm-hmm. yes. Um, that was developed in graduate school when I was looking for any reason to not be in my office working on my dissertation. Got it. Um, so I like to start somewhere around Soho, Greenwich Village area. And funny you bring up the Highline slash <laughs> Hamilton, because mm-hmm. I like to use that Odd as combo. a jump. 
yeah, <laughs> use that as a jumping off point and just go any arbitrary distance north. And then I just kind of wander my way east. Mm -hmm. And there is almost always something interesting going on. Yeah. Like Madison Square Park is a really good focal point because they always have a rotating art gallery going on in the park itself. Mm -hmm. So some new performing art thing or some new statue or Shake Shack's having a crazy food sale because mm -hmm. it's a holiday. <laughs> and then you just wander and eat your way through the city. You Are know, you available to take people on these food tours? I was actually thinking about this. So I, I recently had the um, opportunity that I may be teaching a first-year seminar next year. And I would very much like to make it as a coffee shop like framing device Ooh. and i want to i want to take your i want to audit your class that's pretty much just we're just going to go to new york city go to one of the roasters on 14th street mm -hmm. and then make our way east and pass through about a half dozen different uh cafes all with very different decors and very different mentalities and why they should be a now now i assume you're not a cured person uh, my father's a Keurig person, so oh, I actually okay. there's actually a place for it. Like when you're looking at large corporate types of coffee, like Starbucks, mm -hmm. like I, I give Starbucks so much respect with regards to the types of coffee they produce. Somebody, like many, would assume that um, as a fan of coffee, I would kind of look down on what they have there. But it's a remarkable feat of engineering to deliver that type of consistency, mm -hmm. no matter what's going on anywhere else in the world. Yeah. So this is a target audience that we have not sought to appeal to as the prospective students. Because they could be listening to this and figuring out what class they want to take next year. Oh, yeah, Because this, right. doesn't, this doesn't matter for any student who's already here. That's true. They're already in their FIS. Well, so, yeah. Yeah, this is for the high school students that are listening. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest. I have no idea how first-year seminars are actually proposed. So, like, I'm going to be honest, too. I don't think we should really be appealing to high school students. Yeah, let's not. Let's just back that up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We'll walk that back, back ever so slightly. <laughs> right. now, now, do you make your own coffee? Do I roast my own coffee? Yeah, well, well all, all the things. Like, like, do you grow and, your and own all beans? This, and, well, I don't think well. we're at the growing the beans, but do you? would you roast your own beans and then grind your own beans and then so do stuff? So I don't roast my own beans okay. um, because I simply don't have the means nor wherewithal to really get to that point yet. Mm -hmm. With regards to the question about growing it, I do have a coffee plant in my house that mm -hmm. if the timetable is as the person who sold me this coffee tree <laughs> is, in theory, when I get tenure, it will have its first crop. How wow. tall was the person who sold you this? Yes. It was a 500-year-old, wizened, <laughs> ancient person wearing a tiny robe that I got in the back alley. It may turn into a plant and try to eat me. That's true. Oh, yeah. I think that would be very cool. You could have you could have a single cup of coffee. Yes. <laughs> a single <laughs> cup of coffee. This is delicious. Uh, so to review, hmm. we're talking passions here. Uh, New York, all over the place. Sure. Um, walking tours, food tours. Sure. Highline. Mm -hmm. Likes the Highline. <laughs> uh, so then add that to coffee. Yeah. New York, uh -huh. food tours, uh -huh. coffee, uh -huh. atmospheric chemistry. You said coffee twice. But coffee twice is important. It's atmospheric chemistry. Important. Yeah, yeah. That was intentional. Okay. Good save. Okay. Uh, aerosolized, aerosolized coffee. Oh. <sighs> aerosolized coffee. Yeah. Why uh, not? Make it. Why? Become rich. I don't know. All right, so you're you're an undergrad, and then eventually you get on the alternative energy train, and then I, it doesn't work out, and I wind up going to more climatological work. I get my PhD. I spend a year working in a sustainable engineering lab, very much very much focused on renewable energy. So I got to actually see what that looked like. What kind of what are we talking here? The research I focused on was primarily looking at um, energy storage lifetime, so batteries in batteries connected to, um, say, solar farms in third world and developing countries mm -hmm. so like if you had a farm in senegal somewhere they would have a they would have a water wheel that would be pumping water uphill and replacing it with a with a number of solar panels and like what's effectively a small shed filled with lead acid batteries mm -hmm. you can take a lot of time you can save the laborers a lot of time 
that they would have spent maintaining this, uh, maintaining a water wheel or operating or pumping manually. It was okay. I realized I'd like the climate better. So. And, and were there any cities there that started with a the? The? Yeah, like The Hague. Mm-hmm. Or um, the, colony the Colony in Texas. We've only got two so far. Yeah. Do you we, know any cities that start with the? I cannot think of any. I thought there are none. might have been the place. I think we, I think we've, we've, we agree. There's none. You landed at Lafayette straight out of Columbia. Yes. How does it feel living this far outside of New York? 75 miles. 70, well, 60. As the crow flies? 60. As the 60. crow flies. The most useful measurement of mm-hmm. distance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for crows, mostly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, how, how is it uh, living, living that far out? Well, I don't know how to drive, so that has been a significant damper on things. Okay. Um, some would ask how I get to stores to buy food or yeah, live. Let us ask the questions, and, Joe. Oh, okay. Um, how do you get to stores and buy food? Very slowly. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it like bicycle? Walking by foot. By foot. Wait, we're we're you're living on near College campus? Hill near near campus. Yep. Have you ever the, seen Andy at Giant or intern Andy? Yeah. Almost probably, almost certainly with some Andy. Have you ever seen Professor Wu? Yeah, probably. But you were bragging to me recently that you're like the anti-Renan because every time you go to the grocery store, mm. you see I don't faculty. know if it was bragging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that's a brag. I think it's, it was a humble It brag. needs to yeah. stop is what it needs to do. Uh, and you don't want to see professors at the grocery store? Um, well, I've so far done a pretty good job of making sure the professors don't see me at the grocery they store. They see you. What do you do? Do you just jump into like a, a I display? I scurry away. She you disappears scurry. Jason Bourne style into the produce aisle. Oh, yeah. And so uh, now are you thinking of learning to drive? So a number of people have tried to teach me how to drive. So Lindsay So has... Tried to teach me how to drive. A former guest of this show, yeah. friend of the show, former yes. guest, yes. And it has been an incredibly stressful and uh, incredibly stressful and anxiety-inducing experience for the both of us. For both of you, okay. Yes. I was going to say. Now, what what is what is the hang-up with the driving? Like, like what what are you not good at? Let's say going on highways. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe don't start there. You see, don't. we build to that. Yeah, we do. Although I I will say this: when I first started driving. When I moved down to North Carolina, because I, I also you grew up in, a, then? in Toronto, in a big what, city. What's, what country? That would be Canada. Okay. Um, and so I didn't drive much, but I but I did technically have a license, but I mm-hmm. didn't drive very much. And then when I got to North Carolina, there really wasn't any other option because where I was living in, in Durham, there you know you really had to drive places. And I remember buying a car at the CarMax lot on Highway 85. Tell us more detail. And having to drive back home and what was on the, the highway. What was the speed limit? It was probably like 70. Were there, how wide were the lanes? Uh, regular width. And I feel like that was like a trial by fire because just getting on that highway. What was the weather like that day? Uh, probably sunny. Um, but uh, it were there really a lot of trucks? was. Yeah, I'm sure there were. But it was really stressful. Like an open road. <laughs> yeah. And it, was, it was super stressful for me to do that. But now, you know, however many years later, 20 years later, um, I find that driving on the highway is, is much easier. Like, like when, when Jen and I go on trips, I usually like her to drive in the city and I am good at driving long distance on the highway and she doesn't necessarily <laughs> enjoy that. Michelle, are you a driver? Nope. Oh, New York City. You guys should teach each other. That would be <laughs> such a good that's sitcom. That's the worst <laughs> way. What? Not how, how do you teach two people? Two people who don't. Know. You'll well, figure it two out. Two people unequipped to do this should not be teaching each can other I add things to this? they're not able to do. My son just turned sixteen, so he's starting to get his uh, learner's permit. Mm-hmm. Can he join your group? I, that I seems, have that my seems permit. super safe. I'll teach him so how to drive I, stick shift. I do have a learner's permit as well. I got a learner's permit in graduate school, I believe. Sorry, college. Okay. In college. And then 
five years later, after getting my PhD and spending some time after that, again, it, it expired. Mm-hmm. Again at Columbia. The Fighting Lions. Lions. Yeah, Columbia yeah. Lions. The Ivy League? Yeah, Ivy yep. League. Okay. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, my learner's permit expired and I had to get a new one. And so this happened sometime last year and I took the learner's permit exam again at seven o'clock in the morning with eight 16 year olds with me. Nice. Wait, in Pennsylvania or New York? In New York. Okay. And so so I also got my permit. I got my permit earlier this year. Wow. In January. Did you mistake Michelle for one of the 16 year olds? I I was not 16. I was 20. (laughs) I know. I'm just asking Joe. It's not my mistake. Yeah. I know. Yeah, blame Joe. Yeah. Joe's the one who thinks she's I was 16. not there at 7 a.m., so. Oh, yeah. Um, do, Joe, do you get back to the city a lot? I do. I try to get back at least once a month if I can to see my family. And that's by bus? That is by the Transbridge bus. All right. It's not too bad, right? Yeah, it's yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, have you thought about playing Mario Kart to learn how to drive? Mario yeah. Kart, sorry. Well, I have played Mario Kart before, so mm-hmm. when I first got in got into an actual car i was like where is the button to go no, how do i throw, throw banana peels throw turtles and stuff yeah. like that but uh, uh, other types of video games could that help you learn to drive i haven't really given it too much thought i mean maybe Galaga? i'll go no maybe i'll terrible. pull out grand theft auto and i'll see how that goes. i don't that's think you should thing. use that yeah. i had to uh i one of my friends freshman year mm-hmm. um invited me to participate in a psych experiment mm-hmm. um i did not know that it involved driving Ooh. uh and it was so bad that they had to throw out my test results because they were <laughs> very clearly like screwing up everything wow did they make, wait did they i make think i did drive? that same experiment no yeah. it's like a yeah it's a like computer simulated car oh, like they, no. yeah. there's a little steering wheel in front of the computer but I just didn't understand like <laughs> anything. You, you, wait, you so. don't get the left and the right part of the steering wheel. Like it turn was, it left, you it go was, left. It was like ha- like remembering to like get out of park or like wow. it tests turn like on my lights. Yeah, they give you a bunch of distractions and then see how bad you do at driving. But if you're already really bad at driving, then you're you're sort of at floor. If yeah, it's daylight it, savings it times, do I hold my wheel at eleven o'clock and three o'clock instead of ten o'clock and two yeah. o'clock? There you He's, go. Like, let us make the jokes, Joe. Okay. Let us make the jokes. That's <laughs> what we do. Um, I, I used to really love playing pole position. Is uh, Can we use that well, for you reference? Can, you can already drive. Maybe because I play pole position so often. Oh, yeah. There could be causal. It I think, taught me. How about this? I, I suggest what? that Michelle and Joe start a podcast together about learning to drive. <laughs> or at least, a, at least a limited mini-series about learning to drive. Is it just called Learning to Drive? I think it might be. It's not Driver's Ed? It's going to be an unlimited mini-series. Right. Well, you're, do you, Michelle, do you really think you're never going to learn to drive? We call it no, no exit. I, I think when I'll you go to, to graduate drive, school in, in Omaha, Nebraska, and the nearest grocery store is 80 miles away, <laughs> are you just going to Uber there? I'm just going to make a lot of friends. <laughs> With apologies know. to our podcasting friends at yeah, I'm sure Omaha College is in <laughs> University of Omaha. Yeah, sorry guys, I'm sure that there's more grocery stores. Mutual of Omaha University. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Joe, do you, do you intend to learn how to drive? I do intend to learn to drive okay. eventually, yes. I can only rely on my friends for so long to mm-hmm. take me to the supermarket and yeah. before it starts feeling weird. Yeah. It's already yeah. feeling weird. If you had a research student, would you make them drive you? I would do have some research that, students. Would you find I, that unethical? Um, well, seeing as a significant fraction of them are also from New York City, it t- kind of is a self-propagating problem. Yeah. <laughs> now, do they work on atmospheric chemistry with you? They do work on atmospheric chemistry. Aerosol with specifically? Yeah, though not in aerosol form when they're looking at it. They fill them these little dishes with tiny, tiny amounts of liquid. So they are kind of like droplets, but not really. So you have like, what's your, you got a lab. You have a lab? Uh, I have a shared lab space, yeah. And what ha- what's this lab look like? What kind of stuff's going on there? So I have what is tantamount to a little 
tube that hangs a single droplet. And then from that droplet that we're using to approximate an aerosol,、mm-hmm. we run gases of different types around it and see how it changes how that droplet behaves. Can we go backwards? Did we define aerosol? Or did we just make jokes about hairspray?、Uh, we probably just made jokes. That sounds more like us. It's a little particle that、mm-hmm. is floating in a gas. So, can it be solid? It can be solid. It can be liquid. It can be any combination of that. Wow.、Yeah. Okay. Is, are, are, is aerosol always artificial or is that just a term for the general phenomenon? It is any particle that is, that is suspended in a gaseous medium. So, that can be, it can be a dust storm. It can be. Um, bubbles, bursting against a, in bubbles bursting in the ocean. It can be a wave smashing against a wall and then causing sea spray. Those are all aerosols.、Mm. And some of those are better than others. Some of those are better than others. Some of those behave very differently than others. We, now, did we pretty much figure out the whole ozone aerosol thing? Like, that's not happening anymore? Have I, no, have I, have I read that? Is, that? is that correct that the ozone hole, we actually did stuff and it's not as bad a problem as it was? Why don't we go to the、was? expert? Chill. So, Mario Molino is the person who discovered the ozone hole in the 1990s, 80s. I should know this because he's my <laughs> academic grandfather. So,、oh, I, should, I should know these I things. I think it was 80s. Okay. Yeah.、Um, he did substantial work to kind of mitigate some of the source of that kind of thing. So, it has CFCs. CFCs were a major component of it, yes. Chlorofluorocarbons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indeed. Somebody did research. Yes.、Um, And and so and so do no definitely not. So did the did the hole actually get smaller?、Uh, as far as I know, it did,、mm-hmm. but not. It wasn't ever. It was never really completely patched up.、Mm-hmm. It's not like you can just stop emitting something and it just fixes it within a ten to fifteen year window. Now, may, maybe you know about this, Ben, but isn't that sort of an indication that you can actually do things to mitigate environmental yeah, it's like, disasters? It's one of the it's one of the big kind of main case studies of success. Of、yes. you can actually、mm-hmm. have actionable global. Political movement、yeah. to address a, a, a large problem. And is, was there, just, just so I understand better, was there a way that you could take an aerosolized substance with CFCs and create something that had the exact same properties without CFCs?、Um, so there's two different things going on there. So CFCs and the effect on the ozone layer is actually a gaseous, a gaseous phenomenon. So it's in the gas phase. The CFC goes up into the border between the troposphere and the stratosphere. and It gets exposed to a lot of UV radiations, breaks up into a bunch of different radicals, and then messes, over, messes with the overall ion balance that's up. It's not ion balance, radical balance that's up there. And then. He was about to call you on that. I was. I was.、Yeah. Like, we have another atmospheric chemist in, in this school, so like, I'm just worried for. Who's that? Well, Sigalway, chemistry. The other、oh, atmospheric chemist. I didn't know she was also an atmospheric chemist. Friend of the show, future guest, in, Melissa Galloway. I hope so. In fact, the first paper that I read in graduate school was her paper. No that, way. Yes. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So continue with, with what happened then. So, so、um, when, you, when you have a lot of radicals that are not supposed to be somewhere, you wind up changing the overall balance between how things are supposed to exist up there. And in theory, ozone will regenerate itself when it's absorbing UV radiation to a certain balance.、Mm-hmm. And when you have an excess of additional radicals that should not be there, you wind up producing things that shouldn't be up there, and you wind up having less ozone than you did before. Okay. And so, reducing the emissions that mitigates that somewhat,、um, partially by d- dispersion, like, like as it d- dilutes away, and part of it as、um, it. No, that's pretty much the whole thing.、Okay. This is very educational. Well, there you go. It, it leads、sense. one to think, as it often does, about music. Ah,、mm-hmm. good one, Ben.、Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey, do you want to ask you、uh, three questions? Okay. This is about your musical preferences at ages 10, 20, and 30.、Uh, Joe, when you were 10 and you were living in Chinatown at the time,、mm-hmm. um, did you have a favorite band, favorite or, album? Or bands. 
So I had almost no say in the type of music that we listened to. So um, my family had... It's a common 10-year-old answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think it was around when I was 10 that my family got a car that had a CD player in it. And um, the two CDs that we had were Andrew Lloyd Webber's Greatest Hits. So there was a lot of um, late 1980s, early 90s um, Broadway musicals. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Weird Al Yankovic's Running With Scissors, Ooh, which was classic. the first album that my sister purchased, followed by the second album that she purchased, which was NSYNC's album, um, No Strings Attached. That's similar, similar uh, Which of music. the ones was in NSYNC? Which of the later famous person? Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. He's in NSYNC. Mm-hmm. What were the other bands? Uh, bo- ba- boy. Back, something about boys. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Yeah. There's just two? 98 Degrees. Man, that came a little later. The well, real what? battles between Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Mm-hmm. Okay, but not Boys to Men and Bell Biv DeVoe. Well, they were they more were, R&B, yeah. They were a little earlier, too. Those are different bands, though, right? Boys to Men and Bell Biv DeVoe. Yeah. There's no crossover. There's no common member. I don't I don't know any of this, but I'm yeah. pretty sure there aren't. There I isn't. Don't, I don't either. Okay. Well, hey, if okay. you do know, email us at various presents. What's the big hit on Running With Scissors? Um, D- Dare to be Stupid? Is that one on Running With Scissors? That was the one where he did the um, oh, Star the, the Star Wars song. Um, that was to American Pie, and I forget exactly how it goes because it was a long. Mm-hmm. Let's let's skip and, and double this up to age twenty when you're moved all the way to the other side of the island. So that was the I have very regrettable memories of that because it was inc- I have incredibly awful taste of music at it, that time. It happens to all of us, not me. S- Simon is a, a devoted Peter Cetera fan. Yeah, but that's cool. It happens to all of us. Okay. Oh, it, it was even worse than that. So mm-hmm. when when I was in, when I was twenty years old, I was the co-president of Columbia University's Dance Dance Revolution Club. Oh. Wait, I have a question about this. Yes, did they do the Columbia record deal? The ten albums for one cent, or are they two totally different? I things? have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, okay, Ben knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, though. okay, Dance Dance Revolution Club. Let's take it back to that. Okay, yes. So for those of you who don't know what that is, that's a dancing video game where there are arrows on the floor and you dance to music for that and it is the most terrible it's it's a revolution of sorts it is a do you think that's a perfect non-overlap whatever the term of an anti-venn diagram is what's that the the population of people who get the columbia records buy 10 records for a penny and the population of people who know what dance dance revolution are well i mean i knew both you knew both well so there there must be some overlap it's not a lot i think it's a very thin wedge I imagine two circles pretty much like touching one another. Mm-hmm. Michelle and Andy, how do you fall in these circles? I definitely know Dance Dance Revolution. Okay. You okay. don't know that after Columbia House? T- Columbia House Records, you buy 10 albums and they jack up the price. Yeah. So is that a music or is what is, happens? So in that video game, they play music mm-hmm. and then you would dance to it. And it was the most mind-numbing, techno Euro beat-y type of music that was very typical of the early 2000s. But they were real, like, songs. They weren't so- songs made just for Dance Dance Revolution, right? Oh, a large number of them were. They were? Wow. Ooh. Is that what they were playing in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Very probably. Oh, yes. Maybe. Okay. They have extended Dance Dance Revolution <laughs> okay. scenes. Yeah, so... So, it, so you were into well, you were you kind of had to be into that music because you yes. were playing dance. Now, are you still you good at dan- are you still good at dance dance revolution? Well, I'm not as good as I was. Okay, are well. you good? At, are you a good dancer? Off, oh no, at no point should dance dance revolution and actual dancing be confused with one another. <laughs> There's just arrows on the screen you have to follow. It's yeah. not like what, playing a video game so that you can learn how to drive. Yeah, no, dancing no. doesn't teach you no. how to dance. No, no. 
We yeah. lost our Spotify playlist intern. We haven't gotten a new one, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter that we don't. This doesn't lead us to an actual song that we can include. That is entirely fine. Yeah, so but, let's but go we, up to thirty. Let's see what okay. happens at age thirty. Okay. What happens at age thirty? What's going on? So mm-hmm. age thirty was last year. Okay. So. Okay. Damn it. So it's 2016. Set the yeah. scene for us. Yeah, <laughs> it's 2016. I was listening to a lot of Sia, but not like, but not recent Sia. She's but, the one with the hair that you can't see her eyes. Right. Yeah. Okay. But before that, she was more of an alt indie type person. Okay. Um, she had this album called. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the album. It's okay. Um, th- there was a song called "Breathe Me," and then mm-hmm. it's a very different sound. It's very quiet. It's very melancholy kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I find that if I'm, when I'm listening to that kind of music, that there's something that's going kind of wrong oh interesting okay um, but yeah a lot of sad sad music well, yeah. are, you, are you listening to happy music these days at least do i listen to happy music these days i don't know hmm. Would you, is this an intervention it is an ben, intervention ben, nothing, say something. nothing happy doesn't don't. the doesn't the caffeination from the coffee like oh yeah lift absolutely. you up towards does it get you amped it sure does get me amped i do listen to a lot of terrible top 40 music okay so that's, that's there's okay. a lot of that Wait, during your drive to work? Yeah, during my during my <laughs> commute. my vigorous commute yeah. of yeah. a quarter mile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. How about we try a quiz? Let's do a quiz. Are you ready for a quiz? Absolutely. Why don't we elevate the tenor of the show? Let's. Yes. Out in the studio, Andy, Michelle, are you ready for a quiz? So ready. Okay. Okay. Here's a real or not quiz for today. Okay. Get your bingo cards ready for a great quiz. Ah. Real or not? Are yeah. these types of coffee drinks or not? Ooh. Oh, somebody coffee. likes coffee. Some, oh, it's going to be tough. Uh-huh. This is going to be difficult. Right. Well, not, gracious. not the first question, though. The first, well, the first question is Sound the check, check question, one. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, you'll go last. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also the resident expert, so these will all be easy for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cafe Americano. Cafe Americano, also known as an American coffee. I'm going to say yes. What yes. do we say? Yes. Sure is. Shot of espresso and hot water. Well, we don't need to go into oh. that depth, no. It's just a yes or no question. Okay. Okay, number two, now that we all have our mics checked, uh-huh. now that we all understand how the game check goes. Check one, check one. All right, question two. Yeah. Cafe Robusta. Cafe Robusta. You know what? That's That sound. well, what if Starbucks just made it up to sell coffee? Does it, is, it, is it a real coffee once Starbucks makes it up? It could be. Okay, I'm going to say yes. Cafe Robusta. If your question is, can I get this at Starbucks? Yeah. And, and that's why it's on the list? Then, uh-huh. then it would be, yeah. Then. Oh, okay. Then then yes, I think it's I think it's real. What do we think out there? I'm going to say no. Ooh. Um. Well, I, I know the answer, but that's... I think, okay, so I don't think it's a drink, but it is a type of coffee bean. Oh. Wow. Joe. Joe, what do you think? I don't think it's a drink, but yeah. I don't think it's a drink. Okay. But it's a bean. Well, that's it is a, a bean. Yes. Oh. Okay. It just well, has to be a type of, it just has to be a type oh. of coffee. Okay. That is, again, unclear in the rules. It's just a type of coffee. It's a classic quiz. Andy, how did you know it was a type of coffee bean? It's the I'm one that's not Arabica. Yeah. There's Arabica and Robusta coffee, and they depend on where they're grown on the mountain, the altitude, oh. and it um, reflects the quality. I'm currently in a class studying oh, coffee. Well, they also yeah. have different caffeine levels. You're cheating. I don't like that one bit. Also, I'll just say again, I'm from Seattle. We're born with this knowledge. No, that's true. We created Starbucks. You didn't create coffee, though. You'll admit that. That That's true. We we stole coffee (laughs) and made slaves uh, produce it. it. Okay. That got dark. (laughs) All right. So types of coffee. Yeah. Which could be types of coffee drinks. Uh Uh-huh. But the main phrase there is types of coffee. Got so it. that's why beans also fits in. Oh. It wasn't a trick. Okay. Mm. I'm not going to ask you like Cafe Arabica. 
Arabica. <laughs> we we're, we're having trouble pronouncing Arabica. This, this episode. I told you I'm having trouble all day. Okay. All right. How about Cafe de Tutti Capo? Tutti Capo. Um, that sounds Italian. And they love coffee. So I'm going to say yes. Cafe de Tutti Capo. Tutti Capo. What do we think? Out in El Studio. Um, I think no. I'll also go no. I have not heard of that. No, it's no. Well, what did you get it from? The copy to Tutti Capo, like the boss of all bosses, the mafia expression. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. It just seemed, I actually thought that somebody would have made a drink named that. No, now I want that drink. It just seemed, I actually thought it was probably a drink, and then I looked it up and it wasn't. Wow. Time to open an espresso place. Right? Oh my gosh, it's, so, it's there. It's right there. Right there for everybody. All right, how about a Guillermo? A Guillermo. <laughs> um, Guillermo. A Guillermo. That's just that's just a person's name. Can you believe it? I don't think that that's a coffee. Why would Guillermo have his own coffee? I, I'm going to say no. What do we think out there? I'll go no. Yeah, I'll go no. Not that I know of. I loved him in Pan's Labyrinth. Mm. Um, I'm going to say yes. Joe's right. It's a yes. Why? Damn it. Why? It, it's one or two shots of espresso poured over a slice of lime. What? <laughs> what? What the hell is I that? I don't enjoy that. Wait, what you do you know? Why I always have the answers to these. No, you don't. You, I don't. in fact, frequently don't. Yeah, the and the one time you don't. So what is it like the one time I do, you don't even bug me on it so that I can say, boom, I know the answer. Okay. What, what do you think of coffee and citrus, Joe? Coffee and citrus is a very good combination. Is it? Okay. It sounds like it would wreck your stomach. Yeah. yeah it, it'll leave your stomach as a pure ulcer and nothing else, but <laughs> yeah. burn right through you. Okay. Interesting. Right. I got to try yeah, that. The Guillermo. The Guillermo. All right. How about the Fredo espresso? The Fredo. Is that when you do dumb things and you get your family in trouble? Um, no. I'm going to say that is not. That's just another name. Ben. What do we think out there? <laughs> I'll say yes. Ooh. Um, no. I'm going to say no. It's a yes. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> it yeah. is a foam-covered iced coffee made from iced mm. espresso. Oh, okay. Oh, Makes that sense. sounds Alfredo. delicious. Now, how about a Johnny Ola espresso? Johnny. Wait, how, how are we spelling that? Johnny Ola espresso. Johnny-ola. Is the, is like the Johnny-ola. Word? It's 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 one word, Johnny-ola. No, Johnny-ola-espresso. Ola-espresso. How do you spell that? Ola-espresso. <laughs> Johnny-ola-espresso. I don't think you understand spelling. Uh, is it like Spanish or Irish, yeah. the way you describe it? Oh, There's no derivation. This isn't a spelling bee. Okay, I'm going to say no then. Country of origin, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to say no. I'll also say no. Silliness. Also no. I'll say no. No. (laughs) no, Why don't you have the same Thanksgiving experience as all Americans when they play in The Godfather over and over on TBS? Wait, so wait, what? Johnny Ola. Johnny Ola. Got it. Fredo. Fredo. Johnny Ola. It's Mm. always got a theme. See, you're the one. It's a theme within a theme. It's a theme within a theme. Mm Mm-hmm. Based on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and watching The Godfather, yep. And I, I've over heard and over this. Again. I've heard this from many other people, so I know it's not just me. But if The Godfather's on and I see it, then I'm in it for the rest of it. Wow! Like, I can't. You can't just like watch two minutes, mm-hmm. and it's not. It never feel like you're you're forced to. It's just very pleasant experience. Watch Every the whole time movie. you think you're out, they pull you back in. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That's three. I've seen that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Salvatore Tessio Espresso. Salvatore, you're just saying Italian things now. A lot of these are Italian. Oh, I'm going to say no. (laughs) 
What do you think out there? I'm mostly going to say no. <laughs> because of how I said no? Well, because I was going to say <laughs> no before because it? it feels like it's part of something. But some I, joke I didn't, that I'm not getting. Yeah, yeah I didn't, I didn't I, help I you. I have a feeling switch. like it's a Godfather yeah, character yeah. that I don't know of. Yeah. I'm going to go with no as well. Yeah, yeah it's Tessio from Godfather. Yeah, that's what I, that's what <laughs> that I realized. That was just a gimme. You didn't yeah, have yeah. to talk through got that. I gave it away last time. Okay. All right. How about a Cafe Cubano? Cafe Cubano. Because you remember, they went to Cuba. It's not called the Cafe Hyman Rotho. They, it's not. Um, but yes, I'm going to say yes. I'll also say. say yes. Yes. It is. Yeah, that's true. Was it like like foam coconut milk or something like that? Uh, mixing sugar with coffee beans before you brew it. Oh, interesting. It's Cafe Cubano. Oh, that sounds delicious. It is. Have you had it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. I yeah. think I've only had it a couple times. It is good. Yeah. Yeah, Hyman Roth. Hyman Roth. In Cuba. Cuba. Godfather. Remember how much I like how he says comfortable. Okay. <laughs> good. Are you comfortable? Mm-hmm. It's the only person I know who says it that way. Good. And he's not even a real person. It's a character. Was Vic Tayback in any of the Godfather movies? I don't think so. Okay. He's on Alice. Yep. Uh, how about the Cafe de Valachi? Cafe de Valachi. No. No. What, what are your reasons? Cafe de Valachi. I don't know. I just... It's too Italian for you? A little too Italian for me. What do you think, Andy? Uh, No. I've yeah. never heard of it. No, it's no, but there were the famous Valachi uh, mob hearings of 1963. <laughs> oh, okay. It's one of the inspirational pivot points yeah. of The Godfather. Sure. When uh, I think Tessio turns. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's all it's all part of a rich tapestry here. <laughs> all right, I'll go off 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 pattern here. The Cafe de Lenu Greco. Lenu Greco. How are you spelling that? The G R C E C O. G R E C O. I'm I say Greco. yes. Something something about Greek. I'm gonna say yes. There's like feta cheese in it or something. I'm gonna say no. No. I'll say yes, just because I don't know. It's a no. Oh. It just got me thinking about the Neapolitan novels that I read this summer. Elena oh. Greco is the main character. <laughs> Elena Ferrante. Oh. Fantastic. Yeah, I know. You've talked about that a lot. I know. That was one of the repeating things. Because, to Andy's point earlier, it was something that I very avowedly did not read because it was so, so overhyped, mm-hmm. these uh, Ferrante novels. But, man, it deservedly so. They deserve every point of hype it got. Watch Stranger Things. Yeah, like I guess so. Watch Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Black Mirror is a great show. There you go. We what were about? talking about that before you got here. <laughs> How about Congo Coffee? Congo Coffee. I mean, in the Congo, they probably drink coffee, but I don't call it Easton Coffee when I drink coffee here. But you could. I could. Andy's looking this up. I can hear the click. But I don't. False. Um, I'm just checking your email. Um, I'm going to say... It's definitely what I'm doing. No. To the... Wait. Yes, to the Congo coffee. No, it's just Congo coffee, right? Congo coffee. Not the... <laughs> Not the Congo. But they do call it the Congo. Do they call it the Congo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another one. But that's a country. Oh that's not a city. It's a forest. Is it? But it's a country, too? It's the Democratic Republic of Congo. Okay. Also starts with the... But in... Also with a the, yes. But in the Democratic Republic of Congo... They have the Congo forest. I think it's, I, I don't know. And coffee. The Congo is a forest. Oh, okay. Do they have coffee there? That's the question on the table. Congo coffee. I'm going to say yes. I'll also say yes. If it's not, it should be. Yeah, yes. Um, and what what uh, elevation is it grown at, Andy? What do you, I don't know. It's an Arabica. Cool. Low. That's high. That's high. high. That's yeah. high. Higher quality. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We were just talking today in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. All your electronic devices uh, are use tantalum based 
processors, mm-hmm. uh, cobalt tantalum, which is mm-hmm. called coltan. Mm-hmm. It's all um, the great majority of the worldwide prop, um, amount. What's the word? See again with You're the words. You're having trouble. The great majority of the worldwide supply of coltan comes from warlords in either Rwanda or the Democratic Congo, Democratic okay. Republic of Congo. So wait, it, Congo coffee is a thing? Yeah, Congo coffee is a thing. And is it just a kind of Arabica from from Congo? Congo. Yep. Okay. Good. I don't know. It seemed to come up a lot. Okay. Who do won? You, do you feel take, keep score? I forget. How about the Godfather? No. Do you insist upon itself? I like the money pit. I, I, did you? Yes. Did now? now How does, is that not something? Does this gonna... get you into like wanting to to even try more coffee now to find these different types of coffee? Absolutely. So we did a public service here. Congo coffee. Is it my turn? Yeah. Did you have a question? I do have a question. As you know, um, are you a Friday or Sunday? I am a Friday person. You're a Friday person. Yes. Justify. And, yeah. Justify please. because Sundays make me sad. Yeah. Yeah. I think they make a lot of. But us why? Sad. Why? When I when I wake up on a Sunday, I usually wind up doing laundry and cleaning up my house and kind of reflecting on... What about brunch? What about brunch? Brunch, brunch is a Saturday thing. The brunch is a Saturday for you. Yeah. Interesting. Sunday brunch? Brunch is Sunday a, brunch. How is that brunch is a Sunday thing? No, no Sunday thing. I what? think you're doing brunch wrong, Joe. Perhaps I am. Do you have mm. locks? Do things? I have locks? Yes. I'm from New York. What kind of question is that? I just... Yeah. I but on Saturday? Well, you have not? it on brunch on the Sunday. What is what is the uh, bagel place on the Upper East Side near the Met H and it something bagels? Do you are you familiar with H and H bagels? Is that it? Is that a thing? <laughs> um, Isn't that a department store? No, I don't know. But I had bagels there last week. You they just were asked, delicious. But but you just asked what is the bagel? No, place not the bagel in place. New York. I know that the sounds like so. It, 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 if the if the question is what's the bagel place in New York on the Upper West Side, I would have answered Absolute Bagels, which is on I think 106th Street or something like That's that. That's a very Columbia answer. This yeah. is East. Michelle, yeah. do you know East Upper East Side, what I'm talking about? I, I mean, I went to high school on the Upper East Side. Of course you, high you did. I went to Hunter College High School. Me too. <gasps> Wait, really? Oh. Class of 2004. Really? Overlap with Lynn and Miranda for one year. Oh, wow. nice. So now we have two connections to the yeah. High Line. Would you be in any of the trophy cases that Michelle could look at while she was there? I am not nearly that interesting. Oh, come on, Joe. Michelle, what were your years Yearbooks. There? I was there from... 2009 into to, until 2015 i think until 2015 okay so then that means you've met another atmospheric chemist melissa uh, galloway dr quo at that school was oh, okay. also really uh, yeah we were grad school friends yeah interesting fun times why didn't we ask earlier in the episode what high school he went to? i know right yeah you just skipped that part so wait like michelle i thought you part. were you didn't live in the Upper East Side, did you? No. You don't have to live in Upper East Side. Can to you explain this to me? Because they say this on the no, radio. About, nobody lives near where they go to school. Yeah. What What is the deal with New York schools? You have to apply to go to these schools? Hunter, you have to apply in sixth grade. You have to take a test. Yeah. You have to. Why don't they? Why can't you know what school you're going to go to? So there are zone schools and then there's uh, there's specialized schools that you can apply to to try to get in. They have a limited number of, they have a limited number of seats to get into it. So how long did it take you to get to school? 40 minutes. I have friends who it took like closer to two hours. So yep. no wonder you like Fridays. Man. Yeah, you gotta that's when you have to start going to school to get there on by Monday morning. It's yep. it's H and H Midtown Bagels, by the way. That is a thing. So right. that so yes. It's delicious. It's it's the water supply. That's I, thought what they say. I thought that was for pizza. <laughs> I just said that for, they say for that both. for anything. It's for the crust. They just uh, say uh, that as a de facto answer for yeah. any question. It's the water. Um it's the water. You know what I feel like? It's like New York's another character. Yeah, no one's ever said that. Um, I feel like we're getting off topic. Um, licorice, black licorice. What is your th- what, are your, what are your thoughts? You mean sad Twizzlers? That doesn't, doesn't like know. it. Friday, 
doesn't like black, black licorice. We're back on. We're, we're back on track. <laughs> oh, yeah. The data set is saved. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. I think we're good. We're good. Okay. Well, thanks for coming in, Joe. <laughs> thanks for um, having me. If you'd like to speak to us, you can email us at variouspresentbars@gmail.com. If you would like to listen to us talk into the void, you can follow us on Twitter at some later date, or you can follow us on Facebook. Um, do all, all three of those things. Headphones off? Headphones off. Okay. No, I, pre- I just presented a poster at the Northeast Association of Institutional Research in Jersey City. Wow. Thank you very much. Jersey City. Why yeah. did they not make a movie explicitly about that? I don't know that they're not, Michelle. And yes, I understand your tone. Uh, but that, <laughs> th- but they could very well make that. It's a great, it's a great idea for a movie. Yes, I think they should make a movie about the Northeast Association. What's the acronym? Any, any air, any A-I-R. Near. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, but it was good. So yes, I presented a poster. It got a lot of interest and i think uh in a way i'm the hero of that conference in in the near world yeah what does presenting a poster mean you stood beside a poster while people asked you questions yeah that's that's what it means in most academic type <laughs> things I, doesn't it they have some of these posters at some of my history conferences but they do them differently sometimes it's a set time when the poster session will be now and each person will be giving like a three minute overview you know uh, on a time cycle okay versus the poster session is open for two hours and we're going to force these people to stand beside their poster. You better come by and ask them a question. It was that one. Okay. And we had little bags that they would put poker chips in and whoever got the most poker chips would win best poster. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's so And sad. no, I did not win best poster. Thanks for bringing it up, guys. What happens when the, you're eye to eye with someone and you see that the chip is in their hand <laughs> and you're like, are they going to put it in? What, what do I have to do to seal the deal? You don't make eye contact. Do they? Do people really avoid no, eye contact? No, no. You, you just, you just. Do they have just, a handful of chips, or do they have to reach into their pocket? No, I think they get a. There's a bowl of chips, and they can only take one. You just have to be professional about that. You can't, you can't uh, try and get people to. You can't force them to give you chips. How did you? I thought you said you crushed it, and you didn't even win the most chips. Well, there, there are What's people. What's the point that, of that? Who's giving the chips out? There were people that crushed it more, I guess, and I'm okay with that. I, I've not. This is my first poster presentation at a. Institutional Research Conference. So As a, we're talking uh, three foot by four foot, two foot by three, three by four. Yeah, printed up on the Lafayette poster printer. Why am I not interested in watching Stranger Things? What about Black Mirror? My steps are always telling oh me. Oh my like gosh, a, you need oh, to watch Black Mirror. Hold your horses. You're full of beans. I said. <laughs> You're. You Joe. don't Turn even around, know. Joe. Look at look at the. It's like, I don't know. How's it going? Does Joe know? What? That's kind of thing. What's happening? I'm not (laughs) sure. Just stop the recording.